grace be unto you in peace, peace from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Dear friends, today's Old Testament lesson about Samson was always one of my favorite Bible history lessons growing up as a little boy. What little boy wouldn't be fascinated to hear about this mighty hero of God who was so strong that he could kill hundreds with his bare, a lion with his bare hands and, and tear down a big temple of an idol? But down through the years as a pastor, I've never taught a Bible class on this, nor have I ever written a sermon on Samson until this past week. And I want to tell you that it was not necessarily an easy sermon to write, and I know why. I mean, what are we to learn? What, what are we to teach from someone who in many ways failed God? But today, we can learn something, especially because we as God's servants often fail God too. And this is the lesson that we can learn that here was mighty Samson, a servant of God. And this one had been called to deliver God's people. But in the end, this deliverer had to be delivered by God. That was true for Samson. And it's God who has delivered us too. Do you recall the account of Samson? Samson was one who lived during the history of God's people covered in the book of Judges. And that history spanned the time when, when Joshua died, the one who led God's people into the promised land. And then Saul was anointed by the last judge, Samuel, to be uh, Saul to be the first king of Israel. And that chapter in the history of God's people in many ways is a sad one. There was a, a cycle that had taken place. Every now and then, God's people would turn away from the worship of the true and living God and worship the idols of the Canaanites who were living around them. And then God would turn them back to him by humbling his people, by using enemy nations to oppress the people. And when that oppression got to be too much, God's people would cry out for deliverance. God in his grace and mercy would he would send deliverers we know them more familiar the word judges and Samuel was one of those 12 deliverers that God had sent to deliver his people now Samuel in many ways was just like the other deliverers serving God and serving God's people but there were a couple of things that were somewhat unique about about Samson. First of all, Samson was to have his entire life devoted to serving the Lord as a Nazarite, kind of like John the Baptist. And as such, he had to live under Nazarite vows, such as not cutting his hair, not using alcohol, not coming in contact with a dead body, be it man or animal. What also made Samson unique was that God had given to him superhuman strength. 
strength that he used to fight and defeat the Philistines who were oppressing God's people at this time. But not everything in Samson's life and in his ministry was always good. From time to time, Samson forgot that he was there to deliver God's people, and sometimes he was more concerned about delivering things to himself. As you read the basically three chapters that cover Samson's life, there were times when he was more concerned about gaining the wealth of the world, the wisdom of man, and ungodly women. In many ways, Samson was an example of Jesus' warning in the gospel lesson for today. What good is it if a man gains the whole world and yet forfeits his own soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? In many ways, you could say Samson played with fire from time to time, putting his life and his soul at risk. It was this quest for the world that brought mighty Samson to his knees. You might recall from the story that one of the women after whom Samson lost it was named Delilah. And the Philistines had asked Delilah to find out the secret to Samson's strength so that they could conquer him. And Samson tricked her several times, but after constant badgering by Delilah, and in the interest of pleasing his mistress, he revealed the secret. You cut my hair, you cut my strength. And so on one occasion, while he was sleeping with his head in her lap, she called men in and they shaved his hair. And when his hair was gone, so with his strength, which enabled the Philistines to capture him, put him in prison, and gouge out his eyes. And that's where the Old Testament lesson for today really begins. While in prison, Samson's hair grew back, and, and so did his strength. And on one occasion, when the leaders of the Philistines and the people of the Philistines were celebrating their victory over Samson in the temple of their idol called Dagon, they called for Samson to, to come on out and, and entertain them. And so they brought Samson out. And this is part of the account that I kind of scratched my head and I wonder what was that all about? But I think it's safe to say here this mighty servant of God was humbled to the point that he was acting like a clown before the enemies of God and the enemies of God's people. But while entertaining the crowd, they took Samson to the two main pillars and he asked the young man who attended him to help him reach those pillars and find them. And then he prayed. And listen to what he prayed. Lord God, remember me, I pray. Give me strength, I pray this one more time, O oh God. And then what happened? God graciously heard the prayer of Samson, restored his strength, and Samson was able to pull down that temple, killing more of the enemies, the Philistines, when he died than all the while he lived. 
Now here we see the stunning grace of God even in the life of this mighty man called Samson. As I mentioned from time to time, Samson forgot that his life wasn't about himself and that sometimes he felt pursuing things that really were not God-pleasing. And here God humbled him and he died in a very violent way. As I said, he's an example of what Jesus warned about in the gospel lesson for today. But I think it's important to point out that Samson's worst enemy wasn't the Philistines. Samson's worst enemy was himself, his sinful nature. But before he died, he turned back to the Lord, you could say, and he prayed, Lord, remember me. Please remember me. And please, Lord, give me my strength. And the Lord graciously answered his prayers and delivered to Samson what he asked. Yes, the deliverer was delivered by God. Now this raises a question with which I've always struggled. And the question is this. Did Samson go to heaven when he died? As a little boy, I always wondered about that. And maybe you have too. But the answer is given to us in the scriptures. First of all, we find the answer in his prayer. In the last hours of his life, he turned back to the Lord and he prayed, Lord, remember me. And Lord, give me strength. And the Lord delivered the answers to his request. And then we also learn, as we hear that prayer, I, I, I forgot this point, when, when we hear those words, uh, please, Lord, remember me. Do those sound familiar to you? I couldn't help but think of the dying thief who died on the cross next to Jesus who prayed, Lord, remember me. And then in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, which is that chapter that, that lists all the heroes of faith who were commended for their faith and who receive the crown, what was promised. And in that 11th chapter, we read these words. The writer says, and what more shall I say? I don't have time to tell you about Gideon and Barak and Jephthah and Samuel. Those were some of the other judges. And then right in the middle, Samson who through faith conquered kingdoms and administered justice and gained what was promised. They were all commended for their faith and would reach their goal. And what had been promised those believers? What was their goal? Isn't it the same that God has promised us? Isn't it the same goal that we have? eternal life in heaven. So you see, even though Samson had been set apart by God to deliver his people from their enemies, in the end, God was the one who delivered the deliverer. And you know, when you take a look at the life of Samson, I think there's a lot for us to see about ourselves. 
first of all, from time to time, we may be tempted to try to gain the world at the risk of our own soul. And when there are those times in our life when we go chasing after those things, risking our souls, may we stop and come to our senses and pray, Lord, please deliver me from such sinful and harmful thoughts. You see, our, our, greatest, our greatest enemy is not the devil, and it's not the world. Our greatest enemy is also ourselves from time to time, our sinful nature. And no, we have never lived under a Nazarite vow. I don't think any one of us lives under the vow not to shave our heads or not to touch alcohol or to touch a dead body, be it man or animal. And yet, you and I, as God's redeemed people, we live under vows. Think of when God brought you to faith. He not only called you to live with him in heaven, he called you to live your life dedicated to him and to serving others. And think of the vows we spoke before the Lord's altar on our confirmation day to be faithful to God even to the point of death. Or on our wedding day when we promised and we vowed to be faithful till death separates us. Or when we think of the vows that we made at the baptismal font when our children were baptized and we vowed that we would bring them up in the ways of the Lord, setting an example for them to follow. Yes, we live under vows too. And how have you done? How have I done? I think it would be important for us to admit and be honest with ourselves that more times than not, we have failed in those vows. And that's why, like Samson, we need to pray, Lord, remember me, and Lord, give me strength over my enemies. And you know what? Even though there may be times when we may forget the Lord, he'll never forget you. And even though there may be times when we might turn our backs on God and pursue worldly things rather than eternal things, he, he, will, he will never turn his back on you. And it's good to know that even though we fail so often in keeping our promises, God will never fail in keeping his promises to us. And the most important promise that God has made to you in the gospel and in the sacraments is this. Son, daughter, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven and then one day, as God promised, he's going to come back to this earth. And on that last day, he will keep another promise to deliver our 